Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Two Jobbers and a Wrestling Podcast. Podcast. What's going on, everybody? We are now on the third episode of the podcast, and today I have a very good friend of mine, someone who I absolutely love talking wrestling with, because it's someone I tend to, and he understands my frustration. With what's going on in the wrestling world. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my good friend, Rocky Hernandez. Rocky, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Listen, man, how's this uh, How's this quarantine treating you? Man, it sucks. <laughs> it's horrible. No, listen, I, I, I hear you, man. It's, it's it's almost like it's boring now. Like, like what, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's just like, it's just maddening. <laughs> It's like, you know, there's only so many shows and video games you can play before you get to a point where you're like, you know what? I, I want to leave my house. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But anyway, Rocky, we are here to talk wrestling. Before we get started, I want to ask you, what got you into wrestling in the first place? Man, that's like a deep, deep question. Um, Really, it's just... You know, back in the day, um, we didn't have cable, so there was only very few channels that we had. And back in the day, you know, for like kids watching, uh, wrestling used to be free, free TV. Oh you didn't man! Need cable for it. <laughs> so, you know, so I grew up on SmackDown. But this is when SmackDown was pre-recorded. It was Friday, and it was on Channel Nine, which is one of the basic. Um, channels in New York and you know I just it was just something entertaining and kids in my school were watching it too so you know I kind of had something to add to in conversations and I just kept watching it since yeah man listen same here you know I mean I I had the privilege of having cable but still I get what you're saying you know just having those basic channels you know just watching that Friday night smackdown it was, yeah. it was a thrill I remember I remember being in school on a Friday Knowing, like, oh, man, SmackDown's on tonight. Talking to your friends, like, yo, you're going to watch SmackDown tonight? You know, yeah. this is going to happen? Like, yeah, no, I absolutely get it. Um, Who would you say is probably your favorite wrestler of all time? Favorite wrestler of all time is Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. Why Eddie Guerrero? Because Eddie Guerrero is just all around. He's really good in the ring. He's really good on the mic. And he's somebody that... He's really good as a face, and he's really good as a heel, and he's somebody that can he's somebody that could work with anybody at any size. This is true. With Eddie, you know you're gonna get something good, no matter what. Very true. And before we move on, I gotta ask: Do you, do you prefer Eddie as a heel or a face? As a heel, he's funny. <laughs> this is like, true. I love him. I love him when he's a heel. Okay. Sounds good, man. Okay. First order business here. Uh, it was released uh, kind of late last week, early this week, that a WWE employee was tested positive for coronavirus. Yeah. So, so what? What do you think about this? And you know, what do you think about wrestling still like going on right now? It's. I find it kind of, in the most part, kind of irresponsible. Yeah. Like you have. You have this guy who has it, and then you're still gonna, 
go live and go on with the show and it's like that means you have to bring people out of their homes <laughs> to travel yep and and it's like you know like just just take a break like <laughs> it's a pandemic it's a pandemic going on it's a serious thing like people would understand that wrestling can go on for now like no listen i absolutely agree and you know something that boggles my because like Everyone keeps saying, you know, or like people ask me, like, oh man, like, what is Vince thinking? I'm like, listen, uh, I, I definitely agree with everyone else, you know, look at the, the world of sports. It stopped. Everything stopped. Like, you don't yeah. need to be on right now. But listen, I know who Vince is and I know how he thinks. He's a businessman. So he's thinking, well, you know, I have, I usually have all this competition with all this other sports or other, other things going on. So he figures, hey, you know what? If no one else is gonna, it's gonna do stuff. I'm gonna put my show on so that like my stuff will get ratings and my stuff will get out there. Maybe we'll get a whole new group of people watching wrestling. Like I, I understand what he's doing. I get it, but still, like you know, it, it it shouldn't come at the risk of like your employees' lives. Yeah, seriously. Um, that old man head of it. We're going live. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and that's something else I wanted to bring up on this podcast, man. The, the you know, I, I, bef- be- before WrestleMania. There was talk about them possibly taking a break. And I was like, honestly, you know, they absolutely should. There's no need for, uh, there's no need for us to, to be going live or back doing recordings. Like, yo, you, you got your big show in, you know, just take a break. But you know, he, he decided, nah, I want to go back to live. Like, I'm, I'm going to take this opportunity. You know, I, I absolutely agree. I think it's, it's selfish. You know, you're, you're not thinking about your employees. And you know it's it, like you said it's a pandemic, <laughs> like it yeah. is a pandemic. It's it is a worldwide crisis. Yeah, and, and of course it'd be Vince to be the guy to be like, yeah, we're just gonna keep going. It's like, yeah. it's like the world, like it's like all those movies of like the apocalypse and stuff. But it's just like, it's like that. But then TV works, and the only thing on TV is WWE. Yeah, right. That's gonna be the future that we have. You're probably right. Um, now, something I had to bring up at the top of this podcast, because me and you have discussed these two people for so, like, we've had endless amounts of conversations about them. And when the news broke last week, I was like, oh, it's so perfect that it's happening on the week where I'm going to have you on my show. Dude, what are your thoughts on the on the revival being released? It was a long time coming. Yeah, no, a long listen, time coming. You're not wrong. That is, uh, it's, it's very disappointing because they are really, really good. Absolutely. Really, really good tag team. Um, and it's crazy how they were just done nothing with them on the main roster. And they were guys that just, you could do so much with them. Um, and, and, and there were so many people that they haven't wrestled, I think. Like, did they wrestle the New Day at all? Did they wrestle uh, the Usos? No, yeah, I, I think they definitely had matches with them, but I feel like the potential for what they could have had with them was, like, not given to them. Yeah, and it's like, man, like, it's, it's kind of obvious where they're most likely going to end up going, and you're going to no. really... No way. <laughs> yep, exactly. Impact, 
You already know. Yo, TNA, let's go, baby! Um, no, no. What's the so, arrival doing in the impact zone? Oh, oh my god! So, I, I, I was, that was my next question, so I, I'm pretty confident that we all agree that they're AEW bound. Like, it's, it's oh, a question. Yeah. And you oh, know what's yeah. funny? I, know. I think, I think they're gonna light up the AEW tag team division. I think it's oh, gonna be yeah. great. Like, the Young Bucks, like, they've been wanting them for years. Yeah. For years they've been wanting them. And I know the Revival has been wanting them, too. So, that's going to be... Honestly, I, I don't know why I, I, I see it this way, but I really see, like, the Revival coming in and just taking the tag titles, like, right off the bat. Like, without even any hesitation. Yeah. Like, I really believe before they go after the Young Bucks, they're they're gonna they're gonna cast the AEW tag team titles. Who are the champions now? Uh, it is Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. It's a very odd tag team. <laughs> oh yeah, they're definitely taking it off of them. Yeah, so I just see the rival walking in and just like doing some crazy business here. I wish they could keep their theme. That's all you hear. Say yeah. Oh god, dude, their theme is solid. And it, you know what? it's yeah. crazy when you think about it, like. And it's funny because you saw the same thing here that you saw with the Ascension. Yeah. A solid tag team in NXT. The I can't even describe the matches they had. Like those were moments where we would look and be like, "Wow, dude! Like, like a tag team match was match of the night." Because you know, in WWE for a long time, tag team matches and titles were like, "Oh, whatever." But like in NXT, these guys were putting on matches where you were like, "Yo, like I'm behind the tag team division." And then, of, of course, you know, they come up to WWE and, you know, it all just goes downhill, you know. Granted, you know, they they each got injured here or there, you know, it happens, life happens. But still, like, that that shouldn't have been what, what uh, will put them down for this, for this walk. I wish I had, I was watching wrestling when they were, like, hot. Um, but I, I feel like with every tag team, like, what, what? What what's been the most successful tag team to come out of NXT? I don't think that NXT American <sighs> Alpha didn't last. No, um, Vaughn Villains didn't last. Nope. It's funny because you think about it, like now that you're mentioning, it, I feel like tag teams come out of NXT and their first thought is to just like split them up. <laughs> yeah, Enzo and Cash they were hot hot and then they split. Uh, I would say maybe. I mean, not even a tag team, but like a stable, maybe the White family. That's yeah. like, that's like the thing that I feel like kept coming back over yeah. the years. But yeah, you know, yeah, that's a great point. You know, I, there aren't many NXT tag teams, but you know, I feel like it comes back to Vince, man. I feel yeah. like it's just, yo, well, I didn't make this tag team. No, absolutely not. They're not going to be successful. I don't Vince, care. Vince, if you're listening, Vince. Vince, undisputed era, please, please, Vince, Vince, dude, let them be, Vince. As much as I love Adam Cole in the undisputed era, and I would love to see Adam Cole as world champion one day. Part of me is like, just stay in NXT. Don't, yes, don't, don't move. Like, and Vince, you know what? I, I know you. I know you see Adam Cole. He's a good-looking guy. Like, you know, he's perfect for you. He can talk, he can wrestle, but please, those other three, 
are really, also really great. talented. They're yeah. really, really talented. Vince, please. Don't let them get lost in the mix. Um, yeah, man. And when it comes to things like that, like, that I think about, about people in NXT and like coming up, oh my god. And this is why I love people like Tommaso Ciampa, who yeah. took a stand and legitimately said, if you call me up, I'm retiring. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's absolutely great. Like, yeah. he's not wrong. And it, it's things like that where I feel like it is building the NXT division as a legitimate brand. Not Because, like, again, people don't look at it as a developmental anymore. So I think it's things like that, that too, where it's like, oh, yo, like, NXT is legit. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that they've been, even, even though they're live now and they're on TV, I'm really glad that they still are hitting their stride. Like, they're still the NXT that we all know and love. Like, no, Vince yeah. Has, Vince hasn't gotten his hands on it at all, so. And luckily, he never will. Yeah. Um, okay, on to the next piece of business here. The next pay-per-view coming up is Money in the Bank. And to no surprise, the arena that was supposed to host Money in the Bank has now uh, canceled their Money in the Bank show, which I figured they would do, because, you know, obviously, there was a pandemic going on, but apparently Vince didn't get the heads up. So I'm I'm assuming it's going to be held from the Performance Center again, and uh, no crowd, you know, it's fine. But, uh, you know, w- what do you think about having these pay-per-views, you know, in the PC with, with no crowd? You, like, are you enjoying it? Do you think it's stupid? Like, what are your thoughts on this? Um, it's very different. It's very weird. Um, usually, like, you don't like. I know, like, back in the day, they had like the empty arena matches. Yeah, that was only that was only a match. Yeah, not a whole not, show. Like, a full show, yeah. So it is very weird. Um, but because I mean. As long as they can still make a good show, it's fine. It's just sometimes it'll be like, like you could kind of tell sometimes when like a heel cuts a promo, they want like they're supposed to get a reaction, but they don't, so they just stand there like, yeah, I'll wait, trying to figure it out. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. so no, that's. But I think they've been like figuring it out, like how to work around it and stuff. So, no, I have I have hope that. That we did. I mean, before we move on, I, I gotta ask, man. What what was your overall thinking of of WrestleMania? How, how do you feel about WrestleMania? Um, overall, it was a it was a fun show. Um, there were some things that I was like, eh, but you know, I think overall, you know, they made it work, and uh, hopefully, they don't do another one like that. <laughs> hopefully, you know, I mean. You know, I, I understand what we what we had to do this year. Like it happens, but I agree. Hopefully, we don't have to do another one like that. Uh, okay. So speaking of Money in the Bank, uh, I I guess we can go with the women's first. So mm-hmm. since we, I mean, I don't know if you if you uh tuned into Raw at all last night, but we now know the first three women in uh in the Money in the Bank. So on Raw, okay. so they so they announced that it's gonna be three women. Uh, three people from SmackDown, three people from Raw for each, the men and women's Money in the Bank. So mm-hmm. the three women on Raw who are right now guaranteed in the Money in the Bank because they won their matches last night are Asuka, Shayna mm-hmm. Baszler, and Nia Jax. What do, you, what do you think about those three in the Money in the Bank? Um, 
who is it? Shayna, Naya, and and Oscar. Um, it's interesting. Um, I love Oscar. I love Shayna. Naya is whatever. I guess she's the monster. She's gonna be the monster yeah. in the match. Um, so you know, aren't they all heels too? It's kind of. Uh... Well, I don't know if not if not is a heel or not. I think she might still be. I'm not really sure. Like I don't know. She's she's in a land of I don't really know right now. But I mean, who, I guess I don't know who's like. I mean, who are the faces on Raw anyway? There's Becky, and then I wouldn't even say Becky's a face. I think Becky's just Becky. Yeah, Becky is just Becky. Becky does what she wants. Um, faces on know. Raw. Liv Morgan? Uh, Natalia? Uh, <laughs> well, these are like the only people I know who are faces. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Raw's women's division kind of got. Um, now, you see, we, we don't know uh, what the matches for SmackDown are going to be yet for uh, the women's mm. matches. But yeah. off, of, off the top of your head, Give me three women from SmackDown who you think should be in the Money in the Bank. Should be. Um, it's definitely going to be Sasha in there. I can see Sasha. I agree. Um, and then seeing how Mania played out in that match, the the, the SmackDown women's match. Yeah. Um, Lacey Evans. Yep, I would agree with that as well. And it's a toss-up between Naomi or Tamina. I think it's going to be Naomi. I think that's I think that's the safer bet when it comes because she's the person who do all the athletic stuff with the ladders. Yeah, true. So she'd probably be my my pick for that. Um. So last night also on Raw, you know, Becky came out and cut a whole promo about you know how she's the man and she's been women's champion for over a year now and. That you know, whoever wins money in the bank, she's like, listen, I'm I'm ready, I'm I'm waiting, like you know where to find me, this and that. For someone like Becky, who they built now re- really well, by the way, they've built mm-hmm. Becky for this last year phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Would you rather see her lose a match for the title legitimately one on one, or do you think it's gotten so big now where the only way you could actually beat someone like her is with like a money in the bank? It's tough because. I would have, I mean, with any, with any hero, a hero has to lose sometimes. True. Right? And I was hoping she'd lose at Mania to kind of like humble her. Yeah, because, I agree. Because, you know, as, like you said, she's been champion for a year and she's going out saying she's the man. So like, she's kind of like, I kind of like would see that, like that going to her head and like having Shayna beat her would be like, oh, like. I should really take I should really take the shit seriously because you know Shayna and Shayna like you know she bit her neck and shit and so I would think I mean I think it'd be I think it's better if she loses one on one but like Money in the Bank like Money in the when, when it comes to Money in the Bank like nobody is nobody's ever safe from that no matter who it is you be true? the biggest you can be the biggest monster. In the company, and then you get beat by a, a cash in. Yeah, that's that's very true. That's how Mark Henry lost his. Yep. Daniel Bryan cashed true. in on him. So. Well, well, actually, I mean, it was Big Show. Yeah, 
Yes, it was Big Show. Because Big Show had just beaten Mark Henry for the title. Oh. And, like, Mark Henry attacked him. But still, like you said, you know, like, it, it was something very quick that ha- it, it could happen just like that. Very quick. Exactly. Very quick. So now, oh, God, when they, when they announced this, I, I almost couldn't believe this. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like... When are when are you gonna when are you gonna learn? And I'm happy I get to talk to you about this because again, me and you vent a lot when it comes to wrestling. So they announced the three men's qualifying matches for next week's Raw for the men's Money in the Bank. We don't know SmackDown yet, but for Raw, it's gonna be the first match is Rey Mysterio versus Buddy Murphy. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good match. Um, I don't think I would necessarily give it to Murphy right now. It's probably more of a Rey Mysterio win in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't think Murphy's, you know, ready for that, that uh that jump, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh the next one is Alistair Black versus Austin Theory. I think this is an easy that's, Alistair that's all, Black win. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much a lock. And now this one, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, So you guys are gonna sit here and give me this match for money for someone to get money bank, and you're gonna sit here and tell me that Kevin Owens Kevin Owens is not going to be involved in winning the bank. Okay, cool. Uh, the last match that they announced was Apollo Crews, mm-hmm. who we haven't seen in God knows how long, mm-hmm. versus MVP. <laughs> what? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. MVP? Yes, Montel, Montel, Montavious Porter, MVP. MVP is wrestling still? I, I think he's just. So. I think he was just making like appearances. I don't, I don't know, man. MVP <laughs> and Apollo Cruz? That's that's a weird matchup. I was like, dude. I was like, I was like, I can run down the list of raw people, and you're gonna sit here and tell me that Kevin Owens, one of your biggest stars on Raw, who you let beat Seth Rollins, is not gonna be involved in the Money in the Bank? Are you I kidding? Think what, I think what. I think with Kevin Owens, you know, since he's like the Stone Cold type character, I think yeah. he's gonna be like, because since um, since it's since it's since it's looking like it's gonna be Seth Drew, I think yeah. it's gonna be um, I think I think it's it's all for like one bigger story, so I think there's a chance that Buddy beats Ray and Buddy wins the Money in the Bank, Ooh. so that way it's like. So that way it's like Seth, if this is Seth's guy that has the money in the bank, and then it's going to be Kevin Owens preventing that. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that, that, yeah, no. It's possible. So, cause like, cause Kevin's at the point where he's above title right now. Like, this is true. He's, he's somebody that you can put in the title picture anytime, but he's like above the title, you know, and, and so. No, yeah. And, 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 well, they haven't they haven't picked the raw people yet, right? They, they haven't picked the SmackDown people yet. I mean, if you want, oh. we, we 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 can discuss the SmackDown people about who you think should be in the Money in the Bank. I mean, it, it's hard it's hard to know because you know SmackDown is, is all over the place. Oh yeah. So and like I'm I'm currently looking at the roster on SmackDown, and you know there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of potential there, and and you don't know. You know what route they're gonna. I could think might be involved. I mean, maybe Daniel Bryan. Uh, I could see them throwing in Dolph Ziggler, maybe. 
Yeah. Um, I can see Jeff Hardy being involved because I know there's been talks about Jeff Hardy getting some kind of push there. I can see Jeff being involved. Um, King Corbin. King Corbin, I think is I think he's a lock actually to be involved in the Money in the Bank. Um, maybe Elias, you know, because if they let him beat King Corbin, I can see him maybe being involved in in uh, Money in the Bank this year. Uh, uh, Sami Zayn maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I think Sheamus is another lock to be involved in Money in the Bank. Uh, I think, yeah, I think he's definitely uh, going to be involved. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, oh, you're absolutely right about Kevin Owens. You know, it is true. You know, he he is above titles right now. I would say, but it just, it just hurts, man, when you have someone like him on the roster, and, and you're gonna you're gonna have a match. Like, listen, nothing against Apollo Cruz. I like Apollo Cruz. It's yeah. Just, you can't have him do nothing for a year and then tell me he's gonna be involved in a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, like he's a like he's a, he's a really good talent. It's just, it's you know, it, the thing with him was always just his character. Like, what's his character? Exactly, I agree. You know, and he never established that. He was one of those people who I always said came up from NXT way too early. Yeah, without way a doubt. It was just. He, like, I think I think he did maybe six months max in, in NXT. Yeah. Um, speaking of NXT, uh, you know. I I feel like it's a missed opportunity here. Do you think NXT should be involved in Money in the Bank? Yeah, I absolutely think they should. Like I, I think I think it should be two, 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 two for each brand. Yeah, I listen. That that is a great idea. I think you're absolutely right. Especially if you want to build the NXT brand as like a legitimate brand. Like yo, yeah. like if like if they win Money in the Bank, you know they get to catch on the NXT champion. Hell yeah. Yeah. Or even better, if you want to use that as a as a what's called a jumping pad for someone to be like, oh, mm-hmm. I want it. I'm an NXT, but you know what? Screw it. Like I'm cashing in on the WWE champion. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Like, absolutely. Yeah, that would that would that'd be a um that'd be a lot of talk. There'd be a lot of talk about it, and a lot of eyes would be drawn on it. Like, holy shit! Like this very, you know, I, I don't want to say unknown, but this unknown person is world champion now. Yeah, listen, and it would definitely uh, gather your shock value. Absolutely. Especially Uh, since you have um, someone like Charlotte as champion, who is someone that's main roster. Yeah. Caliber. Now, question about Charlotte, because I've been reading, and, you know, I I hope it's not true, but it might be. Um... They, they've been saying that Charlotte said, oh, I want to defend the NXT title across all brands. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is not what this title is used for. Like, if she holds your NXT title, she's an NXT done. Like, the fact that she came out on Raw and all that and was talking all this up on Raw, I'm like, no. I don't want you to see Charlotte on Raw. She's now NXT champion. She's on NXT done. <laughs> yeah. But I think the only reason why that's happening is because it's Charlotte. Well, yeah, because Vince will not lose a talent like Charlotte. Mm-hmm. He will not. But it's like, by you not letting her go to NXT and just be on NXT, you're now diminishing a whole brand. Yeah, like, I would, like, and there's, there's so many good talent on NXT that she could just go up against. Absolutely! I would love to see her in EO, 
go on. Her and um, uh, I don't remember. I don't even know who else is on. I think her. I think her and Candice LeRae would put on a really good match. Her, her and Candice. How can I forget about Candice? Somebody who never <laughs> wrestles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's so many people there that you can go up against. And... Yeah, I mean, I, again, I'm I'm hoping it's not true about her wanting to defend ac- across all three brands. I think that would be absolutely stupid. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess this is more of a we gotta wait and see what they do with her. Yeah. Um, speaking of money in the bank, you know, I gotta I gotta ask this. I I don't know about you, but I feel like the last couple of years. Not the money, not the money in the bank match per se, but just money in the bank cashing in and like the holding of the briefcase. I feel like it's been really lackluster the last couple of years. Yeah, wasn't Brock the last winner? Yeah, you mean when he ran in out of nowhere and climbed the ladder and won? Yeah, <laughs> like that was such a bummer. That was a huge kick in the gut. Like it wow. was, but I gotta give. Brock props for at least keeping it entertaining with with the briefcase. Yeah, like we got Brock that was party. Funny. Yo, bring back Brock party. That's what I want. When the quarantine great. is over, I'm throwing a Brock party. It's over. <laughs> that was, I mean, yeah, it was entertaining. But then who was before him? Who was it? Braun? Like, oh yeah, that was that was a complete failure. And I, I listen, I get it. You know, you can't have every cash in be successful. Because you it's, it's know just that his it's just that uh, with him it was just with him it was like I'm just gonna stand here and wait. It's like Yeah, like what the hell do you think is gonna happen? Somebody's gonna come out and beat the hell out of you. Like they're not exactly. gonna let you catch him. <laughs> and then like and then he gets beat up again and then it was like it was a bummer for us because we were there live too. Oh, I was there live for both shows. <laughs> yeah, Dude, exactly. One of the last things I gotta see live in my life is a is a cash in. I gotta see yeah. a cash in. Yeah. And the fact that I had a rob for me twice yeah. was like, okay, back to cool. back. Back to back, exactly. It's like, oh, God. It's like, cause that was the Roman train, you know? Oh, yeah, no, I get it. Um, who was before Braun? Oh, uh, was it Corbin? My yeah. God. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Lost the gender. <laughs> oh, my God. But that was when, you know, but. That was Corbin's fault. Yeah, it was Corbin's fault. You know, all, all, all the stuff he was doing backstage. All the stuff that yeah. was being said. He was, he was being punished. Yeah. You're absolutely. So, I would um, just like, I mean, you know, as much as people don't, as much as people don't like Corbin, I think Corbin's great. He's he's, do- listen, if I hate so, you and that's your job, you're doing your job absolutely the right way. I think Corbin as champion would be great. Like, I would love to see Corbin as... I think it would be very entertaining. As well. Yeah. I agree. Like, I, I agree Corbin's with that. And on top of that, we haven't seen like a King of the Ring be like a world champion in a very long time. I think the last one was King Booker. Wasn't it Sheamus? I mean, Sheamus was King of the Ring, but like he didn't like hold the world title like with his persona. Oh. Like I think if, if Corbin came out like as King and like, you know, wore the title, like I, I think it would just be really entertaining. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think what I need in all honesty, cause n- not even talk- talking about how Money in the Bank has failed the past couple of years, but like, even the women's, bro, like, the last woman to hold it really long was Carmella. Like, the last yeah. two women 
was, was cashing on the same night. Which, listen, you know, I'm with it. I get it. It's cool. But I think what I honestly need, uh, I don't care if it's women's or men's. I need a successful cash-in again. I need a lengthy Money in the Bank run. Like, I want to go through the year thinking, like, oh, shit, like, you know, this guy can cash in at any moment. I only like this, I only like same-night cash-ins when it's a good story. Like, when Dean did it, yes. and it was, like, and it was like the night where all three S.H.I.E.L.D. members held it, I liked yes. it then, because it was like, yeah, that was a really cool moment. Yeah, like, like when, when Alexa Bliss cashed in, I didn't need that. Or, I mean, Bailey, I think, was cool. I, I was with the Bailey thing, you know, her and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was definitely with that. But, yeah, man, I, I need a lengthy, like, Money in the Bank run. I need, like, I need suspense at every pay-per-view, like, yo, it's tonight, tonight. Or, like, even the shows, like, tonight, tonight, they, they're gonna cash in, like, is this it? Like, I, that's what I need. Yeah, I miss it. I miss it so much. I didn't, like, Dolph do it, like, the day before it expired? No, so the longest person to actually hold Money in the Bank was Carmella. Really? But the first, yeah, it was her. The one before her, though, was um, was Seth Rollins. Oh yeah, Seth had that thing bad long. Seth, I, in my opinion, was honestly the last really great like Money in the Bank holder. Yeah, oh. and that cash in is legendary. Not even a cash in, dude. Like, he did so well with just walking around with the money in the bank briefcase. Yeah. Like, I he think... was successful at that entire run. Mm-hmm. I think he said in an interview that, like, it was basically, like, like that was basically, like, with him at all times. Yeah. Like, even in airports and all that. Like, he had that, like, it was like, it was like a real briefcase that he carried around. Yeah. Um, so something you brought up earlier, I want to discuss it. So how do you feel, man, about uh about them going? It seems like they're going to go the route of Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. Um, I think it's great. I like both guys. Okay. Um, um, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good matches out of the two. Um, I don't think I don't see Seth winning it though. Negative, negative. But um, you know, I think I think it's good. I. Those are, it's gonna be interesting what they do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just um, hope. I, I agree, you know, I like the two guys. I think it's gonna be a good match. My only thing is, I don't know if, if I would want Seth, you know, the one going for the title right now, just cause, like, you know, he, he just lost to Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like he, he's earned, like, a, hey, like, I'm gonna challenge you. Like, that, that's my only thing. And I see if they somehow, you know, involve Kevin Owens, like, Kevin Owens comes out like, hey, you know what, like, if he's going for the title, like, yo, Seth, I beat you. Like, I won in on this match. Like, then I would be, I would be really hyped then. Yeah. And I, I, it's very obvious that. I mean, it's, it's hard to say how long Drew's run's going to be, but it's obvious Seth is going to get that title at some point. Oh yeah, that that's what I question. That's because you know, because it's gonna add to his Messiah yeah, persona. Yeah. Like, absolutely, yeah, I'm champion now. This is how things are supposed to be. And, you know, well, um, on to on to the other world title. Uh, how do you feel about Braun versus the Fiend? Well, it's been a good run for Braun. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, people keep telling me because I'm like, dude, Braun's reign is over. They're like, no, it's not. I'm like, 
Dude, they're not putting him in the ring with the Fiend to have him beat the Fiend. I hope you know yeah. that. Yeah. I was like, they realize, like, damn it, you know, we really messed up. You know, Goldberg's out, Roman's out. Like, we need someone else to hold our belt. It's not going to be Braun. So, yeah. And I think that match is going to be like a Goldberg-esque match. I think he's just going to choke out Braun real quick. And, and everyone knew Braun was going to be a transitional champion anyway. I agree. Just, no one expected him. No one expected to be his first feud would be the Fiend, though. And it's uh, yeah, like, honestly, I didn't think that. I thought it was going to be some, like, whoever cares, whatever, you know, Joe Schmo, who he's just going to get a win over and retain. Then when I saw the Fiend, I was like, oh, that's yeah. that. <laughs> and, it's, and, it's, and it's very obvious that, I mean, every, I mean, everybody, every, everybody in the whole world is bummed out about Fiend's loss, losing his title, because I know there's way more they could have done with it. Oh, absolutely. And, and I know, and and it, and re, and it's been put out there why he lost, you know, because that Goldberg's excuse really just pissed me off, and um, the whole that like the whole um, he had to protect his character because Fiend's a monster, and he had to be the hero for younger fans. It's like, dude, you're like 50-something years old. There are no younger fans of you. Yeah. Like, everyone who's, a, everyone who's a fan of you is like 40-plus. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, and it's like, I feel like in the eyes of the WWE, it's like, oh, like, we fucked up. Yeah. We shouldn't have, we shouldn't have dropped, given this title drop. And because... Bray was willing to drop the title, like he didn't, he didn't um go against no it. It's back. like yeah, yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, like you helped us, you gave, you helped us out with this. We're gonna give you the title back, and you can yeah. continue doing your thing. Yeah, I and listen, wh when I watched the Fiend beat, uh, I mean, when I, when I watched Goldberg beat the Fiend, man, I was like, dude, you, you're gonna sit here. And make let me believe that the fiend can take fourteen curb stomps in a match, yeah. But get speared two three times with one jackhammer by a fifty plus year old man and loses negative. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and, and I remember you texted me when this happened, yeah. and I was working, and I'm just like, I I saw it, I was just like, my heart dropped. I was like, what? I I started googling. I was looking. I was just like, what? What? A year? This is how you end the year? Yeah. Oh my god. It's like Bray like Bray is my favorite um wrestler of this generation. Like he's he's someone that like I knew when he debuted like this guy's a license to print money. Oh yeah. And like he's someone that can be huge and for years it's just like his booking has been shit. Yep, listen, you're not wrong. And it's like, and and the thing is, like, I like the cult leader and the family stuff. Like, I thought all that stuff was really, really cool. Yeah. But it was just, they just had no idea what to do with them. They had them out there rambling for mad long, rambling nonsense, and they yeah. get and in the end, it mean nothing because he'd always lose. Yep, listen, you're not wrong. And 
the Firefly Funhouse and the Fiend stuff is just so genius, and it's so good, and like it's so over. It's like for them to do what they did was just so like it's such like a kick to the head. Like it's like yeah. why? Um, so and and honestly, and before we move on here, I gotta ask you because we were talking about it like when it was happening live. Dude, what, what were your thoughts on the Firefly Funhouse match? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Like, that was... Mwah. That was... Perfection. That was exquisite. Like, that was the greatest thing I have ever seen. Like, I thought the final deletion was... was genius. Oh my god. That was just orgasmic. I like the choice of words. Yeah, listen, man, it it was definitely where something where I was like, I don't know what the hell is going on here, but listen, I'm with it. Like, let's let's keep going. Like, like let's, it, let's do it again. <laughs> it, it was just, and it's like you could and you could tell how in Don Cena was, like how all in he was in for it. Yeah, and that's what made it so much better. Cause it's like this is you know everybody knows Cena. Cena's the the leader of burying people. Yep. And to hear to hear that he was all in and he had his own ideas for it. Exactly. And that some and some of his ideas made the match better. It's like I wonder what his input was. Yeah, I'm I'm also curious to know which ones he uh he put his own spin on. I agree. That match was just like I like I've watched it at least five times already. Cause like I want to see like some of the stuff that I missed before, but it's just like it's just so entertaining seeing the Vince puppet. That's good shit. Like yeah. that was just like oh my god. So now, so so now from that match, what was your favorite like segment? Um, I really I really liked when like I really liked the um man. There's just there's just all goodness. I really liked like, like, oh man. Like me personally, I love seeing uh Cena. Oh, this is sick. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm so with all of this. He fits so well. It's like black looks good on him. Yep. And it's like, man, this is what a heel Cena would look like. Exactly. But I like, I just like the very like small like. Like nods at him, like Bray singing, "You can look, but you oh can't touch." Oh my god! Dude, I liked it so that. Funny. <laughs> like I liked it that like that stuff. Like, it was like, like the little yeah. things that no one noticed. Yeah, and yeah, that was just. Um. So yeah. one one of the big talks, you know, from this match is people are saying, you know, is Cena retired now? You think this was like a swan song, or you think people are just you know taking it out of proportion? I mean, what a way to go. Yeah. <laughs> I would but it's have not, to agree. But it's not only that, it's like, like, even, like, even without, you know, putting the match into it, like, the way the match was, like, they literally went through Cena's history in that match. Yeah. And it's like, and it's literally like, and, like, with a match like that, you could do it with a lot of guys, you could do it, like, I would love to see it with, like, Triple H, I would love to see it with, like, you know, mixing that with the Boneyard match, and I would love to see it with with Undertaker. Oh yeah! Like it, it was literally like 
it was like with that with that you could do like a celebration of not only wrestling but of the wrestler. So with with Cena, you got to see like the prototype Cena. You saw Thugonomic Cena, and mm-hmm. you saw and you and and all these other things. So I think like with that, like it's it's literally like a good way for him to go because it's like you saw Cena throughout the years, and it's like. Leading up to that match, Cena was saying, like, you know, it's time for the next generation. It's time for me to step down. And yeah, oh, I think I think it is a good way for him to retire. I mean, I, again, I, I don't know if part of me, I mean, it, it's an interesting thing that everyone's talking about. But, you know, I don't think Cena will ever actually retire. You know, yeah, I, I think he's always going to be around in some way or uh, shape or form. And. Mm-hmm. Even if he's just around to do promos, you know, if someone calls out Cena, you know for a fact he's gonna put, he's gonna put on a match. Like you know, mm-hmm. it's gonna happen. So yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's a retirement per se. Uh, yeah. Speaking about retirement, though, you know, what, what do you think about what do you think about the Boneyard match, and then you know everything going on with the Undertaker right now? I think the Boneyard match was great. That was another really good. Um, that was another really good match. Um, but it's very, it's very interesting that we're seeing Undertaker in a new light. Like, we're seeing his life. We're seeing him talk yeah. about his life. Like, and he's, he's stepping away from Undertaker and he's just, we're seeing Mark Calloway. Yeah. And it's very, it's very interesting because it's like, I think usually when that happens, it means that, like, man, this is probably the end. Like, he yeah. wants his, he wants his story told and he wants to people, people to see him in a new light and stuff. And I think with the Boneyard match, <clears throat> I think the Undertaker could wrestle forever in that ma- in that type of match. Absolutely. Like honestly, they, I don't know if you saw there they're talking about maybe doing Taker Sting in a Boneyard match. I was like, that would be entertaining as all hell. I would definitely great. watch that. That'd be great. Cause it's like you get because that's a matchup we've never seen. Yep. Never in the like thousand years that they've lived, we've never seen we never seen that, and it's like with that match, you could have like Undertaker, like literally Undertaker could wrestle forever. He could wrestle when he's eighty, and it's like with the amount of editing and all that, like yeah, exactly. Like, he could he could live on like forever through those type of matches. Yeah, so uh, I mean, they're they're saying that you know whatever Taker does next, uh, it seems the American badass is uh, hit, that persona is here to stay, which I think is a great idea. I think we're we're past the point of you know the phenom now. You know, it came back when it had to come back uh, in, in the early two thousands to mm-hmm. to now. Like it did what it had to do, but you know we are living in an age of you know reality, and you know we know all these things about people, and you know. Uh, deep down, do we all love the Undertaker and hearing the gong and all that? Absolutely, but you know, yeah. it's it's just we we know who he is, you know, and that's who he really is in real life. You know, he's a guy who rides motorcycles. He's a mm-hmm. biker type guy. Like, so I think that is the right the right uh, route to go with him. But I also agree. You know, I I think we are coming to the end here with with Taker. Um, in an interview recently, someone asked him. You know, is it true like you're gonna be retiring? And you know, he he laughed and he said, you know, I I, I can't really say much. He was like, all I'm gonna say is watch the documentary that's coming out, uh, the one that's coming out with yeah. the network, that uh, that you'll you'll get all your answers there. And I'm like, oh okay. 
So, but yeah. I, I agree. You know, I think we are coming towards the end here of of his career. I think I think he's realizing it. And listen, if we were to never see him wrestle again, like you said with the with the Cena match, what a way to go out! Like, yeah, everyone was talking about your match. There's no better way, in my opinion, to go out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's, I think, I think, I think a perfect ending would be him, Kane. Uh, and yeah, and that, that's another thing you can do with a Boneyard match. Mm-hmm. That would be a phenomenal, uh, thing to see. And I like that it's, 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 it's man taker, it's biker taker, but he still has his taker powers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like like we're not ignoring the fact of like who he was. I agree. I I like yeah. that you know we're including it all. So like you you, would, you could even say this is like, like a new evolution of the Undertaker if you don't want to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I think it's time to move on to our top ten for this week. Yeah. Before we uh, announce the top ten, uh, fun fact today in wrestling history, twenty two mm-hmm. years ago today, uh, was the first time that Stone Cold was in a match with Vince McMahon. Stone Cold had one arm tied behind his back, and the match was going to happen until Dude Love interfered, which then set up a match with him and Stone Cold for the uh, WWE Championship at the time. Wow. Yeah, a little bit of history there. But yeah, as I was saying, top 10. So Mm -hmm. this week, I think, Rocky, you came up with a phenomenal top 10. Yeah. Top 10 uh, failed pushes or failed main events. Yeah, this, I'm excited about this one because you know I had mm-hmm. to really step back and look, and I was like, "Oh wow, like yep, he's on the list, he's on the list, like yep, let's let's do all this." Mm-hmm. So take it away, Rocky. What is your what is your number ten? My number ten is uh, I I like this wrestler, but you know, shit happens. <laughs> My number ten is RVD. Yo. Okay. Because because RVD he was on top of the world in ECW. Yes, sir. Probably one of the best wrestlers. Like shit that RVD was doing, it was just like, damn, like it was crazy how good RVD was. And then that one night stand against Cena. Oh my God, Cena was booed out the out the building. Stuff was being thrown at him. RVD yeah. was like a god that night. Yes, sir. Like, the roof was, the roof was freaking, would have been blown off with how much cheers RVD was getting. And he beat Cena. It's yep. like, whoa. RVD, RVD beat Cena. He had the ECW title too, I think. Uh, he, he was given the title like, like a week later. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And so he ended up with both, with both belts, but then RVD does what RVD does. And it's him and his weed, man. <laughs> him and his drugs. Yo, bro, weed, weed is life, man. <laughs> and I think he only held the belt for like a week, I think, or a month. Uh, yeah, I think it was about a month, maybe a month and a half. And you know him, and he got, and that title was stripped away from him, and he's never touched the main, uh, I don't think he's touched a WWE title again. Yeah, even when he came back, you know, in 2014, 2015, he didn't hold any championships. Yeah, so RVD is my number 10. Copy. So my number 10 uh, is a guy who, you know, started off really strong, 
a lot of push behind him. And then, as as it all does with Derby, it just fizzled out. Uh, I, uh, my number 10 is Ryback. Oh. Ryback was a guy who, listen, you know, he came in, he did his whole uh, beat a bunch of jobbers, and then beat a bunch of, like, legit wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then they finally gave him a shot at the WWE <laughs> title against CM Punk. Which, you know, of course, I didn't think he was going to win at the time. Nope. But still, like, it, it's a big, it's a big push. But from that, you know, he kind of just fizzled out. And then, you know, he did win the IC title at some point. But even that wasn't really, like, a, a big thing. Because, like, that kind of fizzled out. And then, like, towards the end of his career, he was just, like, teaming with, like, Curtis Axel. And, like, it really wasn't making sense. And it just, uh, his, his career just kind of died out and out of nowhere. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. So, my number nine, I think everyone could attest to this. Fairly, fairly recent. It's the Mazar Rahan himself, Jinder Mahal. I put Jinder Mahal because it was very, very sudden how he was pushed. Yeah. Very sudden. Out of, out, he, out of nowhere. For years, he was a jobber. For years. I think, like, more than a decade, he was a jobber. Man, man, baby. And it was just like, but, like, with any entertainment, uh, or with any business, uh, rather, uh, they wanted to expand to India, which is smart, because India's population is huge. Yep. And so, they, out of nowhere, he beat three other guys. In a qualifying, in a number one contender match for the WWE title, and he ended up beating the champion, Randy Orton, which is huge. Yeah. <laughs> and held the title for a year, I think. No, I, I think Almost it was. A year. Yeah, I think it was. But it was definitely between six and nine months, I want to say, close like, to a year. This is the guy who beat Randy Orton twice, beat twice. Shinsuke. Beat Shinsuke in his pay-per-view debut. Ugh. Beat Shinsuke. You know, we were there live. That was Stop another it. thing. We were there live to see and it hurt. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it hurt so much. And then he loses to AJ. Because when it comes to... Because when it came around the time they were going to go to India, nothing came of it. They never had the India shows. Yeah. He lost to he lost to Triple H at I think the first um, Saudi Arabia show, right? Uh, I, I think it was like a live show. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like they were legit, like like uh, a taping of the show. It was like some kind of live show. And then he lost to he lost the title to AJ, and then AJ had his amazing run. Absolutely. And then and then Jinder just went woo. He fell off the highest mountain and went way back down, right back into obscurity. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't help too that like since since he was always a jobber and he was always just there to lose, he never learned. Because the thing is, like, I liked the gender as champion. I didn't necessarily like his matches. Like, I think he carried himself as a champion. I agree. Like, I like 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 he had I think the his suits. Promos were really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his his promos. He had the suits. And, like he 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 presented himself really well as a champion. But it was just like we still had that in our head. Like. This dude's like, this dude's been a jobber, jobber yeah. for, forever, and it's like, it's like I just can't buy it. 
but that was my number nine. So, Rocky, it's only know something. You just made my job ten thousand times easier because my number nine pick was your modern day Maharaja Jinder Mahal. I also picked number nine. Yeah. Uh, honestly, there's probably not much. I'm I'm probably not even gonna say anything because you kind of just hit it all on the head there. Like, yeah, that's absolutely how we felt about Jinder. Yeah. So let's just go on to your number eight. <laughs> My number eight. Um, I'm I'm going with a I'm going old school with this. Okay. So my number eight is Lex Luger. Hey! Oh my god! Because talk about talk about a guy who literally had nothing to offer the table, but Vince was like, "I need a replacement for Hogan." That guy over there, he has muscles. Jacks. He's tall and he's blonde. I want him to be my next guy. And <laughs> literally, that guy could not talk. No, he had no charisma whatsoever. He could not wrestle. And literally, people were so against it that that if he had won the title against Yokozuna, the locker room would have walked out. Yeah, that's how that's how against people were of Lex Luger. <laughs> and and instead of him beating the title, he won by disqualification, and he celebrated like he won the title. It was like what? Like you know, you don't get to take it home, right? <laughs> yeah. But they get they they gave him the American flag and all that. Like yeah, America. But the best thing about Lex Luger, the Lex Express. Hey, the Lex Express. Let's go. That's my number eight. Uh, so my number eight pick is someone who, I guess right now he's having success, but I would say it's still not being uh, used correctly. Um, my number eight pick is Sami Zayn. Oh. Sami Zayn uh, is a phenomenal talent. And for the generation before this generation of NXT, he literally was the heart and soul of NXT. Oh, man. And he put on so many good matches. And you just knew, like, I don't know, like, I really believe when he came up to the roster, you know, world champion, it's more of like, I would love it to, I would love for it to happen. Will it though? That, that, I don't know. But it was, to me, certain, like, oh, he's definitely going to be a solid mid-card contender. Or like high oh, yeah. mid-card. And he just, it never took off, man. It never took off. Um, I mean, look, look at what they were saying now. Like, he just won his first singles title. And he's been yeah. called up for what five years now? It's crazy. And he, even this, I feel like with with the IC title, they're not doing him right. Like they need to stop. I mean, I guess not stop. I I, I kind of like him, Cesaro and Nakamura. I like what they're doing. I just think they need to repackage it. It's it's yeah. not it's not getting over in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, Sami Zayn, man, you know, he's he's a great talent. Uh, I'm happy he finally won a title. But dude. After he loses this title, I don't know what happens to him. Like, does he go back to being a manager? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, he honestly, before he won the IC title, he wasn't wrestling at all. He was being a manager, and that's such a waste of talent for someone yeah. like Sam. And 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 it's and it was such a big turn too when he turned heel. It was yeah. like we have a whole new Sammy now, and it's the whole with him and Kevin Owens thing was just like great. Like that whole yeah. run was great. And it was just like, you got nothing out of that with Sammy in the end. 
And it was like, it was disappointing. I agree. What do you got next? So this is number six. Number six, seven. Seven, seven. seven, yeah. Seven. So um, my number seven is actually someone you mentioned, and which is Ryback. Okay. Um, um, some things that I want to touch on about him was that with everything that, that you said about him already, it the thing that didn't help him too was the fact that you had people chanting Goldberg at him. <laughs> Because literally, that's the, the comparisons are pretty spot on. Like yeah. Goldberg, he, Goldberg goes in, spear, jackhammer, done. Mac. Yep. Right back, it was like the the meat hook. Yep. And then I don't even remember what his finisher was. Shell shock. Oh yeah, that was like a like a power. It was like a power bomb. Uh, it was kind of like a fireman's carry. He was like, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it was like, and it was just like I I, I could never get behind because with me I just I'm not really big on the muscly power wrestlers. I agree. Like I'm not like it's very hard to be connected to someone like that, especially when they especially when like they're like they go out there and they try to be all like a promo and stuff, and it's like like usually they'll have a guy like that bigger than the heel, and it's like you expect me to cheer for that. It's like, and then the, putting him against CM Punk was just like, it's not happening. CM Punk was in the middle of his title reign. It was like, yeah, exactly. It was like, uh, I don't get that out of my face. <laughs> so, All yeah. right, on to my number seven. I picked Rusev. Oh, Rusev is a guy. Listen, you know when he came in, he did some really good stuff. He had that whole. Uh, undefeated, like, no American can beat him thing going on. And, you know, he won the U.S. title, which is absolutely great. Because, mm-hmm. like, to have someone who's talking down in America and then he's your U.S. champion, like, it, it just, it, it just writes, writes itself. But, of course, he came face to face with John Cena. Mm-hmm. And that's where your career goes to die. He came out with a tank. Yeah. <laughs> And then he still lost. After that, man, he just... Oh, oh my God. Listen, even to this day, you know, he he had his Rusev Day thing, which was over, but, you know, stuff like that where people find funny or entertaining, it's it's only going to be over for so long until they're like, okay, you know, I'm kind of done with this. Yeah, but there was so much they could have done with that, though. Yes, there was that's so much they could have done. It was like, potential. It was like, how is it that they didn't sell calendars? Yeah. Like, and, and that's just, just have a, a Rusev like, Day randomly on every on every uh on a, on every month. Yeah, like like they could have done a, they could have done a lot of stuff with that, but then like they just Rusev is one of those guys that like I, I put him and Bray in the same category of like guys who it's really hard being a fan of. Yeah, because Rusev is so entertaining, he's so charismatic, and it's just like it's just he can't catch a break. Yeah, like, remember when like him and Roman were feuding? That wasn't <laughs> even a match. Nope. He just Negative. got speared and then like speared again and then speared again and then it was like it's over and I was just like wow, thanks. Yeah, listen, you're absolutely right and. 
I agree. You know, it, it is hard being a fan of Rusev because you try to defend, yo, Rusev is a solid wrestler. And then people are like, yeah, but he sucks. It's like, well, you know, that, that's also true. Like, they're yeah. not using him right. Him <laughs> and, like, this is just so, uh, this is, this is hard with him. I agree. What you got for number six? Number six. God, do I despise this man. I could <laughs> never get behind this dude. And it's Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> like, they put a rocket behind this dude. They did. I just, that was very shocking. And I just, I just didn't see it. I just, for never the life of me, I could not see it. Um, they, they did the whole, like, Mex- like he was like Mexico's greatest export. Yep, yep. <laughs> and he, I think his first feud was Rey Mysterio. Yes, it was. Yeah, his first feud was Rey Mysterio. And then, like, he just started getting a push, and they gave him the title. But it was obvious that he was just a transitional champion because Cena and Punk were feuding. Oh, yeah. And he was just like the guy in the middle, and it was just like, like I, I didn't find his his wrestling style to be particularly good. And pe- and people always said that he was some like when he left the company, like he was a talent that was like, oh man, like that was a huge loss. And I'm like, is it though? <laughs> like I just he he wrestled like I mean like I'm sure like in Mexico he was really really good. Yeah. But like. I just didn't see it in WWE. I didn't see it when he after he left the WWE. I didn't really see any goodness out of him. His his promos weren't very good. I, there's one promo that I um that I remember very vividly of how bad it was. And it was when he was feuding with Randy Orton. And there was one promo where he was he was probably out there for a good ten minutes. He was just and he was just like out there. I'm the apex predator and all that stuff. And it was just like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> And then, like, I don't think they ever put him. I don't think. I think after his title run, they never put another title. They, they didn't give him another run. I mean, he, um, he held the world championship a couple times. You know, oh, like, yeah. it kills me that, you know, Dolph took the title from him and then literally lost it to the, to the Rio like a month later. I was like, well, what, 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 why? Why? <laughs> yeah, and, and just, and then there was all the stuff about like, I don't know. I just, he was just someone that I couldn't get behind, and I just never. And then like to this day, there's like, he he always pops up in wrestling news, like, oh yeah, there's talks of bringing him back, and I'm just like, please no, <laughs> no, don't, don't do that. <laughs> like, I just, he's just somebody that I just can't stand for the life of me. I hear you, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number six is Samoa Joe. Oh, no. no. Samoa Joe. No, Listen, please. Me and you have had many talks about Samoa I love, I love Samoa Joe. That's my guy. Please. And the fact that he, the only thing that he could hold to his name in this company is that, you know, he held the NXT title twice and he held the U.S. title, I think, twice. And it's like, dude, this man. The fact that you have not put a world title on him at all is mind-boggling. And, you know, listen, again, it it comes back to, you know, he has injuries, man. 
Like, I get it, you know, whatever, you know, you, you can't trust people with injuries. Sure, if that's how you want to think, go go right ahead. But when he was healthy, you still didn't give the guy opportunity. Or you gave him opportunity, but you didn't let anything happen. Like, listen, his whole feud with AJ was phenomenal. However, I yes. really do believe that he should have won at least one of those matches. I, I truly yes. believe that. Yes. God, Joe is just... He's one of my, he's one of my guys, man. Like, he's one of my guys that, cause as you know, I grew up on TNA. Yes, sir. And he was, he was, he was, he was one of the four, he was one of the, the four of like the guys who I wanted good things for. Yep. And, and it's just like he has it all. He's easily, easily best promo in the business. Yep. Easily. I still, I still remember his promo. He came out and roasted everybody. Yeah. God, I still think about that promo. That was so. Oh my god. Dude, Freaking, and he, honestly, he just like that AH. He just like an AA meeting because it's my turn to speak. Oh. Oh. Dude, not even that. Yeah. Like, I would even say, like, personally, believable. I I would believe that he could beat Brock. I believe he could choke out Brock Lesnar. Absolutely. Yeah, his feud with Brock was so good. And yeah, dude, like, the promos between him and Heyman, oh my god. Like it was like it was just like it was like something out of like a Godzilla movie. Just two yeah. monsters just going head to head. It was like yeah. it was like, oh man. Joe's just one of those guys just like, come on, man. Like he has it all. He has it all. It's just, uh, it just hurts. I agree. It hurts all right. my soul. All right, Rocky, bring us into that top five here, man. All right. My number five is probably one of the biggest travesties in WWE history. The Nexus. Boy, oh boy. Was yes, there sir. so much potential in the Nexus? Oh, there was. So much potential. When they came out and destroyed everything, freaking ripped the, ripped the, beat up the, the wrestlers who were in the match, ripped the floors apart, yep. like, beat up they, the, commentators. Uh, the commentators, destroyed the tables, Daniel Bryan choking out Justin Roberts. Yeah. Like, that was like huge, huge, and they ran roughshod for weeks, and it was just along came Cena. Yep. Here comes old Cena. Yeah, you know, I'm like I'm a, like like that like that uh like those meme. I'm about to end this man's career. That yeah. was. He was the sole survivor of his team, and he basically single-handedly buried the Nexus. And Seven people. Like Seven against Cena, and Cena still came out on top. It was like, it was like, what? It's like, why? Why? But it was like, nah, man. Like, Cena was just like, nah, I'm Cena. I gotta win. The hero always has to win. And it was like, it was like, 
just, just couldn't see the bigger picture. Like, that, like, literally, the Nexus did not come back from that. They did not come back from that at Negative. all. And then, and it was like, and then he ended up joining the team, and, like, there was that whole, like, oh, that if we win, you have to leave the, the WWE, but he came back a week later. Yeah. It was like, it was like, there was no point to that. And then, like, they ended up losing members with injury and all that, and then yep. the and then the Nexus became the core. Yeah. And then the CM Punk was the leader at one point. It was yeah. like, oh my god, that was just that was a disaster. And then it all, all just died out. It was just like, yeah, it just ended like, like you know, like a a balloon loses air. Yeah. Like that's that's it, it, that's how it ended for them. It's like, bleh. I agree. Oh, um, my number five. Is Bo Dallas. Oh. Bo Dallas. Let me tell you something. When I started watching NXT back in 20, late 2014, early 2015, you know, Bo Dallas was still NXT champion. And this this is right before he lost it to to Neville. But let me tell you, Bo Dallas was a phenomenal heel. Phenomenal. He was a good talker. I, I'm not gonna say he's a he's he's a phenomenal wrestler, but he he's a good wrestler. But I yeah. think the way he he carried himself was enough for his character. And for weeks, we were getting the whole vignette of oh, you better believe and this and that. And I'm like oh, I can't wait. I, I love Bo Dallas. And onto the main roster he came, and right into jobbing he went. Mm-hmm. Ah, you know. And, you know, he's had a lot of repackages over the year. He had a thing where he came back with the Bo Dallas thing, Bo Leave, and tried to be a little darker with it, and that didn't work. And then he was with Curtis Axel, you know, B-Team, and then that kind of worked. But then, as everything else he does, it kind of died out. But, oh, you don't like the yeah. B-Team? I was not a fan of the B-Team. I was not a fan of the B-Team. Go, go, go. <laughs> but, I, like, uh, I mean, the, the, his I, stuff I, with Miz was good. That, that that was entertaining. I agree. That that yeah. stuff was good. But still, any but well, like we're saying though, you know, eventually his stuff always just died out. Like he never got like a legit good chance to be Bo Dallas. Yeah, like he's someone that like he has that in him, like the talent in him, because he he's brothers. He's brothers with Bray. Yeah, and their father is is IRS, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, and yep, he was a he was another talented guy too. Like they have that in them, and it's just I don't know. And then like and like he seems like somebody Vince would like. Like he's a good looking dude. Yeah. Like and like you know like he's he's in good shape, but I don't know. I agree. It's, it's disappointing with some people. So who you got for number four? Number four is, like, I just never understood why he was pushed. Uh, the great Kali. Yeah. Talk about someone who just couldn't even move. Like, <laughs> the thing with great Kali was he was, he was basically stilts with a head. Yeah. Like that's, that's what he was. Like, the man could not move. He could barely walk. Yep. Why were why did they give him a world title run? Oh my like, god. The man couldn't even talk. I don't even think to this day he could speak English. Yeah. And it was like For real. 
he just he freaking wobbled into the ring, did some chops, and then he did like his what was his finisher? Like the double choke hand, double choke hold. That or you know he did the the, the chop to the head or like the vice grip. Uh, he had a bunch of stuff. But it was like and he he was in the company for way too long. And he yeah. was doing the Punjabi Playboy stuff, and it was like that was just disgusting. Yeah. It's like those poor women had to kiss him, and they yep. they took, they put him with Natalia, and it was like poor Natalia. Agreed. And it was just like he just, and then he came back with gender gender stuff for one night, which is very. It was confusing. like, and it was just like, it was just like the man couldn't move, like. It was just like, it was, uh, oh. I agree. That was my number four. Or my number four, and I know this, I know that, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking this guy has to go on your list somewhere because of how much we talk about him. My number four is the perfect ten, Ty oh, Dillinger. Oh, man. Dude, let me tell you something. A guy in NXT who, I kid you not, I did not look at twice, it's like, oh, this guy's a, a jobber. Who the hell cares about this guy? Who found a way to get his character of the Perfect Ten over, and over he did, dude. When he came out in that one Royal Rumble at number ten, the crowd oh went crazy. Like I, I was like, I lost my mind too. I was like, they did not do that. They did not just do that. God. And it was, it's like you would think from that, it's like, yo. They gotta know, like, Ty Dillinger, he's where it's at. Again, I, I probably would have never put him in, in, in a world title ca- uh, category. I would say yeah. more of, like, middle to upper mid card. But for yeah. you to tell me he's never gonna, he, cause listen, he left the company. And honestly, good, good thing for him, cause, you know, he's, in my opinion, he's doing better things over in AEW. He's getting more opportunity over there. But, for real, you're gonna, Tell me that this guy is never gonna hold the IC or United States Championship. He was so talented, and yeah. he was over with the crowd. And like, and the thing, and the thing with the thing is too, with um going back to like his work in NXT, what he could have, like with his story with Bobby Roode, who's another guy, you know, uh-huh. um, um, I. Like with the story they were telling between them two, I could have seen him with the NXT title. Like even if it was a short reign, like they could have told that story. Yeah. But like, and like, and and it's been put out there that he said that like that Bobby Roode had was told like whoever you want to work with, we'll have you work with, and he and Ty was his first choice, and upper management was like, now we have other plans with him. It was like that's that's disappointing to hear because it's like the story was there, like yeah. he could like he could have beaten Bobby Roode for the title even if it was only for like a week or at least till the next pay per view. Dude, even and, if he didn't beat him, just to put him in a match like that, yeah, would have been well deserved. Like he like he was he was so he was so over and organic and like to this day he's he's still the perfect ten to me. To this day. <laughs> He's still a perfect 10. <laughs> Who you got for number three? Number three. I have Jack Swagger. Ooh, Jack Swagger. Uh, Jack Swagger. Um, personally, he was somebody that I just 
didn't ever see as a main eventer. I agree. His in-ring work was all right, and his promos was all right. Um, and they and he he had a cash in, right? He was that's how he won the world title. Yep, he cashed he, in. I think it was six days after WrestleMania. And then like he just he was out there wearing suits, I think too. Yep. And he was like super serious, and it was like uh, it's like usually you do that with like a cocky heel. Like a very big-headed heel, and he wasn't that. I agree. And like, uh, as a world champion, I just didn't really see it. I don't, who did he lose it to? I'm not. Jack Swagger. Uh, it's not ringing a bell, but I want to say maybe maybe Edge or or Randy, one of those two, maybe. That's like what's ringing in my head right now. Uh. But then, like, and then for like years, he just floundered. He was like mid mid card holder here and there. Yeah. But, but then there was potential of something good with him with the Zeb Coulter stuff, the real yeah, American real. stuff. There was a lot of potential with that because that was like the stuff that Zeb Coulter was out there saying was like, whoa, like, like even got even got like a, attention from like this this. Pub- politician dude yep. and like there was so much potential th- there and like I think he was on track of winning the world title again but then of course like any other dummy out there he gets caught with drugs in his car yep. and he lost that push quicker than he got it it was like <laughs> I think it was a lim- I think it was Elimination Chamber he was in yep and he ended up, I think, and he ended up losing, and it was like, oh man, that was already like not a good sign. And then he just kept losing and losing, and then he ended up tag teaming with Cesaro, and they did a whole lot of losing, and then it just that all fizzled out. And then he was just, he ended up only wrestling on uh, superstars. And and the thing, and the thing with him was that he only still got over. With the um, We the People chant. Because people like to chant stuff. Oh, yeah. So, like, that was the only thing that he really had going for him. And then he eventually left the company. I don't know. Like, I don't watch AEW, so I don't know how his work is there. But I see him, and I'm like, he's still very weird looking. He still has no neck. Yeah. And, and I still see... And, and, and I see him, and I see what he does. Like, the small clips that I do. And I'm like, I still don't see it. But, you know. I agree. Who knows? Uh, for number three, and ironic as it is, uh, I actually didn't plan it this way. I'm looking at it now, and I'm like, that's pretty funny. Uh, my number three is someone who is in the top 1%. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. EC3. Uh. Let me tell you. Someone who didn't get a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, like you, you gave us for weeks, you know, not even vin- I mean, you gave us a couple of vignettes, and then you gave us like his little promos backstage. And honestly, I legit thought Vince would was gonna love EC3. You know, he's big, he's jacked, yeah. he's guy. He has, and I was like, like, he has it all. I was like, yo, I was like, this guy might be world champion one day. Oh, how wrong I was. 
My dude's not even on the show, ever. <laughs> yeah, world champion. Like, he's not even, like, he's not even, like, wrestler. He's just a guy that's there. Yeah. This. Yeah, for EC, and listen, he he had a pretty good NXT run, and you know, again, I really thought Vince was gonna like a guy like that, but you know, I I, I guess not. Yeah, and it's it's crazy too, cause like his stuff in um, Impact was really good too, and in the Indies and stuff, like yeah, yeah, and it's just like. It's just like, I don't know how, like, you can fuck up something like that so badly. <laughs> but, okay, what uh, you got for number two? Number two, I have Mr. Kennedy. <laughs> Kennedy. <laughs> he was someone who I, they strapped a rocket on him too. Yeah. He uh he, he he was his own ring announcer. Um he was a he was a he was a pretty good wrestler. He yeah, was a good I would agree. He was a good talker. Um and he ended up actually winning the money in the bank ladder match. He ended up winning the briefcase. Yeah. But then he ended up losing to Edge because supposedly he was injured. Yeah. And then it was later found out that it was like, no, you just have a a big giant bruise. And it was like, oh. And but there was a lot of stuff about Kennedy that supposedly he nearly injured Randy. And that's a big no-no because Randy is known Randy's, as one of the safest wrestlers. Yeah, he's known as one of the safest wrestlers, so if you piss off someone like Randy, you're gonna be on a shit list for a long time. Yep. And, and it's crazy too, uh, he was, before it all got scrapped, he was supposed to be Vince's legitimate son. Oh, I did remember this, yeah, yeah, I remember reading this. He was supposed to be Vince's legitimate son, but the whole Benoit thing happened. Yeah. And all that, um, was scrapped, and, you know, all he really had going for him was being his own ring announcer, and uh, he he was Eddie's last match. Yes, he was. And so, I put him as my number two because, you know, he had a yeah, lot of I mean, he had a lot of potential, and he did stuff in TNA, and he was given yeah, the, the world title there. The talent was definitely there; it just wasn't used. Yeah. Uh, my number two, uh, and to this day it hurts that, you know, it's, n- nothing's going on with this guy. Uh, Prince Pretty himself, Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Listen, man, uh, Tyler Breeze is a guy who worked so hard in NXT, because he literally, in my opinion, he paid his dues. He did anything and everything that he was told in NXT. Mm-hmm. And when he finally got called up, I was like, yo, I was like, like, this guy, again, easy, mid to, uh, like, high mid Carter, man. He can talk, he can wrestle. Dude, I'm telling you, just strap the US title on him, strap the, the IC title on him. Mm-hmm. But no, just. But the thing is, like, his gimmick was holding him back, too. 
His gimmick was, I won't lie, like, and this is why it scares me for, like, Velveteen Dream, if he ever comes up. Oh, um, yeah. It scares me, because I feel like that's gonna hold him back in some ways. But still, like, even though it held him back, I still think he used it in a way where it was like, dude, this is just great. Like, this is hilarious. And he's a good wrestler, like, he can cut a solid promo. And again, it's yeah. not like I'm asking for him to be world champion. He's like, dude, give him the U.S. title. Like, yeah. Whatever, he can have a, he can have a whole as U.S. champion. He can have a whole thing about how he's gonna make America beautiful. Yeah, like, it, it, it's, it was literally that easy. But no, I mean, listen, the stuff he does with, Fon, with Fondango is 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 hilarious. Oh, uh, fashion yeah. police. But you know, even that, like, how far is that gonna go? That's like, true, and and it sucks too because it, it was found out that they were. When they were when they were put together, they thought that they were gonna get a new serious like gimmick with them. Yep. But instead, they got that, and it, like it was like, man, like and 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 you mentioned Fandango is another one who's like, yeah, he's a really talented guy, and um, the Fandango character is just it's just holding him back, and uh, I agree. Um, Alright, who do you got for number one? Number one. Before you say it, I have a feeling we're going to have the same number one. I, I really do. Oh, uh, maybe. But, uh, my number one is a guy who I will never, never get behind, no matter what you do. He did something that I liked for a bit, but I just cannot stand him. And that is Seamus. Oh. I <laughs> I also hate Seamus. I do not like Seamus whatsoever. I cannot stand Seamus for the life of me. Like, to think that they were going to make him the top guy to, like, replace Cena is, like, absurd. <laughs> absurd! <laughs> this man is... This man looks like a he has super bright orange hair and his skin is like a vampire and it's like his promos weren't particularly good his wrestling wasn't particularly good but it was like I think his first pay-per-view match he won the title off Cena yes and it was like major like title match yeah yeah he won off Cena and it was like ugh and for years they tried they, they they try to push him and like freaking like they they used him to push they used him for Roman because they knew people don't like Sheamus. Yeah. It was like you know how we get Roman over Sheamus. It's Sheamus and it's like and then they did the whole like League of Nations thing and yep. like and it was obvious that he was the star of that because he was the king of the ring. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, but like I said, the only thing that I enjoyed his work in was with the bar. The stuff him Cesaro did. Oh was, yeah, was really great. Yeah, like I loved the bar. Like they were, they were great. And it was like, it was a shame how they ended it. Like it was yeah. just I'm out rough. of nowhere. And it was like those. And uh, but uh, yeah, Sheamus is my number one. Uh, they're they're giving him a push now, and it's like, no, like. 
I don't want to see a, another Sheamus run. I, I don't think I th- I don't think they're gonna give him another run because he's you know he's injury prone. He got neck issues. It's true. But uh, yeah, Sheamus is my number one. Yeah, um, um, no, yeah. Listen, everything you said. I, I and listen, I, I absolutely agree. I, I do not like Sheamus whatsoever. The only time I actually was with Sheamus was with the bar, and that's probably okay. because I just like Cesaro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number one. Uh, I think I'm gonna be surprised because I thought we were, we were on the same page here, but I guess not. Um, because it's almost contradicting, but I'm I'm still gonna go with it. My number one is Bray Wyatt. Yeah. And I see people are like, what are you talking about? Bray's over. Yes, Bray is absolutely over. And I hope Bray stays over. Because I love everything he's doing. But let me tell you, the years prior, there was so much there for Bray Wyatt. And they never gave it to him. So much. Let him beat Cena. Nope. Okay, cool. Dude, let him beat Taker. Nope. Okay, cool. Uh... Oh, he won the world title. Yes, finally. Month later, loses to Randy Orton. Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, <laughs> it was it, it was just like it was just one of those things where it's like they just truly didn't understand who he was. Yes. And the thing with Bray was that if he was gonna lose matches, fine, but there had to be a bigger picture for him. I agree. Like with with his feud with Cena, the whole thing was like he wanted to like break Cena. He wanted to break him down. Yeah. And with that match, he could have still lost the match, but it could have been in means that way. It could have been in, in nefarious ways where it's like he might have lost the match, but he won the bigger picture. Exactly. Like, he, I agree. like it could have been like what it could have been like. It could have been like he he because like there was that whole thing was like Cena holding the chair and he was telling him like, oh, hit me, hit me. That could have been like that could have been a way for him to like lose the match because it was like he made he pushed Cena to the point where Cena had to use a chair to beat him. And it was like even though that he lost the match, he he won like the the, the mental war game. Yeah, no, like, absolutely. Like like if he was gonna lose, he had to he had to have a reason why he lose. But it was always just nah, he was a bad guy. He had to lose. Um. And, same thing I would say with Taker, man. Like, you know, when he was doing his whole, like, I'm an, I'm the new face of fear. And I was like, dude, this is absolutely correct. Like, yeah. let someone like him, you know, be the next torch that, like, lights this next generation of, like, your supernatural characters, man. And, and like, he can with, do it. And the thing with that, too, is that he carried that whole feud on his own. Yes! He, he carried talked that. by himself. He talked to a chair. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like he carried that whole feud on his own, and it was like he should have been rewarded for something for that. Because it was yep. like, I think Taker only showed up the night before Mania, I think. No, he he only showed up at Mania. That was the first oh, time I saw him. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like, it was like he just they had him out there saying all this stuff on his own, and it was like, man, like, and it would have been great. It would have been great too for Bray because the year before. A taker lost to Brock. Yeah, so it was exactly. like it was like Brock beat the streak, and then Bray could have been like he could have been the guy who had his last. He could have been the person who had their last moment with Taker at Mania. Yep. But, but you know, 
they didn't see it that way. Like, dude, to this day, one of the best moments I think of Bray's career uh, from that match with Taker was when he's doing the spider crawl and Taker just sits up. I'm like, yeah. to this day, it still gives me goosebumps. I'm like, oh, yeah, phenomenal. <laughs> but yeah, dude, even when he won the WWE title, like, you legit thought, like, yo, like, this is it, finally. Yeah. And then they, they don't even let a younger talent beat him. Like, they have. They have um, they, they have what's it called? They have an older talent. And listen, there's nothing against Randy. I love Randy, but like, dude, like, let the younger talent like thrive, man. Like, he shouldn't have been the one to beat Bray the title. And it was, and it was, and it was a, and that was like the time where SmackDown was hitting all strides. Like, yep. were, like the number one show. There was a whole bunch of like goodness, and then Bray winning the title was like. Holy shit, like, this is just amazing. And then, like, the whole stuff with Randy joining the, the family, that was all really good stuff. Yeah. But, th- but then, like, in the end, we kind of knew what the end result would be. And it was a boring face Randy winning. And yeah. it was a huge, 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 huge missed opportunity of not having, um, what was his name? Luke Harper in that match. He was a yes. big part of that feud. He was, huge and he was a great feud. talent. And it was a big, it was a huge missed opportunity. Like, like obviously he wouldn't like. It would have been nice to see him win, but it was obviously he wouldn't win. But like to be in that match would have been like. I also feel like if he was in that match, like he could have been the one to take the pin, and like Bray comes out not looking bad. Exactly, but they had that weird ass. Match with the bugs on the screen on the mat, and it was like, yeah, I mean, how as bad as it was, House of Horrors was entertaining. It was, it was. entertainingly bad. True, but, but you know, but I'm glad that Ray found his stride, and this is something that he's been wanting for a long time. Yep. Uh, and then to hear about the stuff that could have potentially happened with him and Matt Hardy. I yeah. think that stuff would have been great. I agree. But um but um I'm glad that they're righting the wrongs of Bray Wyatt. Um like I said uh, early on in the show, he's my he's my favorite wrestler of this generation. Yeah. Um so I I just like and like I said before too, he's a license to print money and uh yeah, for real. And uh, I just I just hope that uh, he has a very bright future. I agree. I absolutely agree. You know, I, I only hope good things for Bray. I think, like you said, he's found his stride. He knows what he's doing. And, you know, if they keep this going, he could, he could be doing this for, for many years to come. Mm-hmm. And but, is it weird, is it weird that, like, I enjoy... Because I think he only had one match as Firefly Funhouse Bray. Is it weird that I like that Bray more than The Fiend? No, because he's entertaining. Yeah, like, I, like, like if, it was, crazy. if it was only Firefly's Funhouse Bray, like, I would be fine with that. Like, The Fiend is really cool. Yeah. Like, I, I love The Fiend, but if it was strictly Firefly Funhouse Bray, I would be perfectly fine with it. And yeah, I like was... that. And I like that everyone he feuds with legitimately changes. Like, he... Yes! He Somehow, beat, He killed the demon, so we don't have Demon Finn Balor anymore. Yep. Um, he, um, he turned Seth Rollins into a messiah. Yeah. He made, uh, he, he took, uh, 
McFoley's his finisher. Yep. He made um, John Cena disappear, and um, he made Miz turn heel again, and like, uh, he he made um, Daniel Bryan revert to yes, Daniel Bryan, uh, more Bryan Danielson, Brent Daniel Bryan. Yep. yep. So. Uh, no, listen, you're absolutely right. They're they're doing great things to him, and you know if they keep it going. And they don't have another debacle like they did with Goldberg, you know. There's there's a lot of potential there for him. But yeah, you know that is our top ten. I, I hope people enjoyed this this week's top ten. And you know, I'm curious to see what other people think of like their failed main event uh, main adventures and or pushes because yeah, there's, there's, still there's a lot of guys out, out there. Yeah, there, there's a lot of people out you there. Know, who, who, some honorable mentions that I wrote down: uh, Tensai. Tensai, yeah. Um, who else? Um, oh, I thought I wrote it down. Well, you know. I mean, I would say Cesaro is one of them. Yeah. Easy. Like, uh, there, there's a lot of guys out there. Rey Mysterio, too. Curtis Axel. Bobby Roode. Bobby Lashley. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a good amount of talent who, you know, had those failed pushes, man. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think that is it for this week's show. I want to thank Rocky for, for joining me. I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. This was fun. <laughs> no problem. I mean, listen, we'll, we'll definitely have you on again. This is going to be rotation. We're going we're gonna to go around the bend a couple times. So we'll, we'll, we'll find you back on the show again. All right. Yeah, I'm down. But uh, just, def- just uh, one thing. So you know, something to end it on. You know, what do you? What's the unpopular wrestling opinion that you have? Unpopular wrestling opinion. Mm-hmm. Um. Ooh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Unpopular wrestling opinion. I feel like the thing that people always attack me for is The Undertaker. Because I love Taker, and as much as, you know, I love him, and, you know, I would want him to retire, if I see him on TV, bro, I'm still like, oh, it's The Undertaker. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, sure. it's Taker. Like, yeah. he's he's the thing that I would say people, uh, people say to me the most of, like, oh, uh, like, like, dude, like, let Taker go, it's over. I'm like, dude, it's The Undertaker. <laughs> and it's like, it, it's one of those things, like, whenever you hear the gong, it's just like, you, just yeah, can't you help. can't Yeah, you can't not get hyped. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that, that was a good question. I like that. <laughs> but, mine yeah. is, oh, yeah, mine is, uh, I think Bret Hart is one of the most overrated wrestlers of all time. Yo, it is the truth. He was not better than Sean. He was not. He wasn't better than Owen. He was definitely not better than Owen. Negative. He wasn't, he wasn't better than British Bulldog. Oh, man. Now we're getting some. Like, I, like, Bret Hart, like, I just, like, you know, like, I respect his history. I respect his legacy. But, like, his ring work, not very exciting. It's all mat-based stuff, and it's like, I don't want to sit and watch holds all day. 
not very exciting. His mic skills were all right, you know. True. And his and his character was just cool Canadian guy. Yeah. Leather jacket, the shades. And it was like, you know, like I've always been a Sean guy, an Owen guy, and it's like I, I consider him one of the most overrated wrestlers of all time. I mean, listen, yeah, you know, the the the, the proof is there. It's it's definitely there. But again, yeah. like you said, it all comes down to opinion and and how how much you like the guy. Like yeah. me personally, I just I just think Sean was. I mean. Brett is probably the better wrestler between him and Sean, but Sean, just overall, in my opinion, was just better, like at like at like like the entertainment and like yeah. what what it all was. He was a showman. Exactly. Brett, Brett wasn't a showman; he was a wrestler. It's yeah. like I like I like theatrics in wrestling. So. I agree. I agree. And Brett didn't have that. He did not. He was just a full-on wrestler. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, that, that was a good question. I like that. But yeah, again, uh, thank you for coming on the show, man. You know, definitely be safe in these times. You know, hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, we can do this show one on one in the same room, not having to, uh, do it over Skype because, you know, yeah. it is what it is right now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hopefully it's all comes to an end soon, man. Yeah, hopefully because, you know, it's crazy out there. It's crazy what's going on. Yes, um, there it is. But uh, this was fun. This is like, you know, this brings back memories of like two years ago. We used to just hang out in the middle of a hallway just talking <laughs> this for hours. Talk wrestling. Yo, just, I'm telling you, it, it, it feels natural. Yeah. It's what it feels. It feels very natural. And of course, you know, just just to do stuff to get to get things off of people's minds, you know, with everything going on, like it's it's fun to do something like this. Yeah. But, and, uh, know, and you know, yeah. I I probably won't be the most exciting person you have on your show because <laughs> you know I'm not a very talkative person. But yeah, you know, yeah, I try. No, I mean, listen, you 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 held up really well. I, I really enjoyed your your input. Mm-hmm. You know, and another thing is that like your honest opinion of wrestling is is something I really enjoy because you'll file to say like nah, like like yeah, th- this is what it is. Whereas yeah. like some people like to beat around the bush. I mean, you, you know, you you got you gotta, you know, you, you just can't take in everything and just accept it. If anything yeah. else, you know, like if, if if there's a movie that's getting rewards and all this and this, but then like I watch it, and it's like I don't really see the big deal, you know. I'm gonna say it, like no, I absolutely. I, you know, I I don't follow the, uh, you know, the hype unless Vince you pay me. <laughs> I hear you, man. Well, that's it for this episode of of Two Jobbers and a Wrestling Podcast. Podcast. So for Rocky Hernandez, I'm Jonathan Stample. Keep jobbing, guys. Peace.